What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. Well, we've got some cats here. Unfortunately, I don't have a second camera, so this is about the best I can do for a cat cam. Got Nickel taking a bath, Quarter in the back there in the center, just doing whatever Quarter does. And Dimey's right here behind my chair, curled up in a little ball. I couldn't get him on camera. So, uh, yeah, I am going to work. I got a new design idea. I think you guys are going to like it. So uh, we'll see what happens over the next couple weeks. All right, let's read some stories. Why is no one helping me? But then I won't answer IT when they email me. I used to work in a tier one role, so boots on the ground and recently got into a tier two role. Yay. So I figured I'd start sharing some stories with the nice people I worked with. Lol. I worked at an office with anywhere from a co-op to a partner or more, so we had some higher-ups always kicking around. One partner, however, was always a complete wet blanket any time you tried to work with him. There was always the two types, the ones that would chat you up a bit while you helped, and then ones demanding it be fixed and say nothing. He was the latter, sadly. One day he reached out saying he wanted a headset set up and delivered to him to my boss, so naturally it comes to me. As he was always in calls, and I also love having an email as a backup, I emailed him that morning. I advised him I had a headset ready, and if he could pop over when he was free, I would be happy to help with it. No response. Day two, same thing. Emailed the same text and got no reply. On day three, however, he got mad and called my manager demanding to know why no one helped. And finally, he came over to see me, freaking out about a headset, and that IT wasn't even trying to help him. I told him I've tried contacting him multiple times, and every time I walk by the office he's in, he's in a call with the door shut. Right away, he demands to see where I contacted him, so we pull up the emails, the date, time, and I show both attempts with no answer, which was priceless. Sure enough, we made a time, took the two minutes to plug it in and test it, and I went on my way. No apologies or anything, naturally. But he never tried that again when I emailed him in the future. So a happy story, I suppose? I'd call that a happy ending. You proved it. He saw it. He knew he was screwed as soon as you pulled up the evidence that you emailed him. And uh, maybe that'll be enough for him to not do that again in the future. <laughs> you serious? But then again, usually there's only just a minor break and then they start up all over again. Like nothing ever happened. Ghost of Users Past I currently work for an MSP servicing a major company. You likely heard of them. Technically, I'm tier 2. While I don't do password resets or the like, I do set people up in their systems for the first time. We call these new hire classes. These are all done remotely and usually done with five new hires at a time. We block off two hours for a new hire class, but it seldomly takes more than 75 minutes, assuming five new hires. At the end of the session, I always ask if they need any help. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Every once in a great while, someone gets a printer and they need help setting them up. Usually this means installing drivers and making the printer the default printer for their system. 25 minutes, tops. At the beginning of July, I did the one-on-one -on -one setup with a user. Went pretty smoothly, and at the end, I asked him if he needed help. He stated he had a printer that he needed set up, but that he didn't have the time to set it up right then. I said, no worries, I can reach out the next day to talk him through it. We set up a time and sign off. The next day rolls around and I reach out to the user on Teams. That's how we do 95% of our communicating at the appointed time. Radio silence. I can see he's on and active, but he didn't respond. Oh well, he's probably busy. No worries. Later in the day, I try reaching out to him again. Met with nothing. 
Wow, this sounds familiar. I do the same the next day and the day after. He doesn't respond. I know he's working because one of my fellow techs got a ticket for him for audio issues with Teams, but he doesn't respond. A week later, I reach out and he finally responds. He's having trouble putting the cartridges in the printer. Mind you, the printer is an HP office jet. It's pretty straightforward. Are you stupid or something? I talk him through it and he still doesn't get it. So I find a video that shows how to install the cartridges and I send it to him. And then nothing. I continue hearing nothing for another two weeks. Finally, I send an email to him. And I cc'd his manager, my manager, and my supervisor, stating that if I didn't hear from him by close of business, I'd be resolving the ticket. And he'd need to open a new one when he had the time to complete the setup. We usually do this after three contact attempts, but I was determined. Usually the user's manager leans on them to respond, but as fate would have it, they were two of a kind. I closed the ticket and promptly forgot about it. Fast forward to Thursday morning and this guy reaches out and asks if I could set up his printer for him. I had to actually open our previous conversation to see who he was. I said no. I couldn't without a ticket and that he'd need to call our tier 1 help desk to open a ticket. He says okay. 20 minutes later he's back and tells me he has a ticket and he wants me to set up his printer. I told him that the tech who was assigned the ticket would reach out to him. He actually got a bit upset when I couldn't drop everything to set up his printer. Three months after I originally attempted to. I was up to my ears in resolving a VPN issue and wasn't about to humor him. I told him he'd have to wait until the ticket got assigned. I found out later that his ticket didn't get assigned until late in the day. Friday morning, my manager sends me an IM asking if I had refused to help a user set up his printer as the user complained to his manager that he had already had a ticket for setting up his printer. User's manager complained to the manager in charge of the IT liaison between my company and our contractor who complained to my manager. I walked my manager through the timeline and he actually dug up the CC'd email, which he promptly backed me up and fired it off to the user's manager. I learned later that an apology was issued to my manager, but not to me. My fellow tech had the pleasure of helping this guy set up his printer and finding out that he needed a USB printer cable, which the user kept calling an HDMI cable. You know, we don't expect everybody to know everything. The cable thing? Okay, you know the guy's losing his mind if he's trying to set up a printer and he keeps asking for an HDMI cable. So you can bring one of each and usually have your bases covered and be done with it. But when they outright ignore you after setting up an appointment and they keep ignoring you and keep putting it off and then get upset because you don't have time right now after they blew you off for three months, nah, screw that. It's funny, I had something, I guess similar, I don't know. It feels the same. I'm selling a bunch of stuff on Facebook Marketplace. It's turning into Craigslist all over again. But anyway, I post a tool. Somebody says, hi, is this available? Yes, it is. When can I come get it? Okay, we set up a day and a time and negotiate price if they're trying to get it lower, which everybody is. And I usually price things so that I can knock a few bucks off and everybody's happy. But I got to say, at least nine out of every 10 people who contact me about a product or an item or something will stop communicating. They don't show up for their appointment. I say, hey, are you coming? No response. Okay, so I move on to the next person in line. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. But usually I'll eventually find somebody that wants it bad enough to actually show up for the appointed time. And then all of a sudden, this guy, two weeks later, shoots me another message through Facebook saying, hey, when can I come get it? I said, well, it's already gone. And then they want to get all mad because they can't get it now. I said, well, I waited for you for two weeks. Actually, I only waited a day. Then I moved on to other people. But still, you missed our appointed time, so piss off. Security has not approved R-Sync. Not me, but a friend. 
They were working as a sysadmin and the company needed a tool to synchronize files across servers. They suggested rsync because it was installed on their servers by default and rsync, a fast, versatile, remote, and local file copying tool. They were informed that rsync was not acceptable because security hadn't approved the tool. Huh? They had to write their own tool. My friend was mostly familiar with Perl, so that's the language they used, and frankly, it's perfect for something like this. Being aware that this tool could be used in many contexts and it needed to be easy to learn, they implemented all the command line arguments that rsync accepted. When they were done, they delivered a powerful, fast, feature-complete tool to handle synchronizing files across servers. Security approved the new tool. It shelled out to rsync. So, I'm not sure I understand, and I like the thought of this rsync, I need to look at that. But what I'm guessing is that they basically wrote enough to be able to, to backdoor using rsync. Am I, am I missing something here? I don't know. You guys are going to let me know down below because, yeah, I'm lost on this one. Oh, look, quarters awake and bathing. I don't know if she had her meds this morning. Hopefully she won't have a seizure in the middle of the video. Oh, that's nice. Okay. We'll read while she washes her ass. Don't ask for permission? Lose your Surface tablets. I worked for almost 10 years for a medical device company that made light cover handles, bandages, surgery pens, and the like. I started as a temp doing changeover because the company was bought by a bigger company that was more known for its hospital bids. Eventually, I would be hired full-time because I was the only one who knew different systems. A story for another time. The local site did not like being owned. They had a very local-first mindset. They wanted to keep all their local departments and not use corporate for anything if they could help it. Our story starts with the head of the local IT department leaving because he didn't like being a little fish in a big pond. I was hired as site lead for the corporate service desk. Again, another long story. For some reason, I never figured out finance was over IT in the old organization structure, and even though I technically worked for a corporate, they still felt they were in control and would make stupid choices and try to control IT as they did before. Corporate shut down one of their sites in England and wanted to move one of the product lines to our location. It was a big deal and required a lot of work because the line needed a higher class of stale room than we had. Needless to say, it was a shit show from the beginning to end. When it came to anything tech-rated to the room, we were the last to know and yelled at because it wasn't done already. They wanted an extra access point out in the ceiling. Okay, just let us know where and when. But by the time they said they wanted it installed, there were machines directly under where it needed to go. The room was empty for months, but they didn't decide where it needs to go until after it was full. This all came to a head when the head of finance decided they wanted fancy touchscreen Surface Pro 4 tablets in the room so you didn't need a keyboard or mouse. They used the computer to access ordered and record parts produced. As site lead, I was responsible for asset management, meaning I kept track of IT equipment and who they were assigned. I had to follow all the guidelines for what could be ordered and what was and was not allowed. I think you may see where I'm going. The finance department didn't order the Surface laptops through me from corporate like they would for all other IT equipment. Instead, they decided they were going to just create their purchase order and then send the cost of it over to IT. They bought four brand new Surface Pro 4 tablets. Next was my task to get them on the network and installed. I worked with facilities to get an acrylic mount put in so people could not walk off with them. After about a week, people complained about using a touchscreen and wanted a keyboard and mouse installed, defeating the purpose of the Surface, but Finance agreed with them and ordered Bluetooth keyboards with a trackpad. Now remember, these rooms are under a high level of sterilization. This means hair nets, lab coats, gloves, and shoe covers. The trackpad on the keyboard did not like the gloves and was a pain to use. Because production ran nearly 24-7, the battery on the wireless keyboard would not last as long and needed to be recharged a lot. 
So after months of other issues, we ended up with having the wireless keyboard always plugged in and a wired mouse added. They were finally happy with him. Then crap hit the fan. The service desk was working on a new asset management system, including a new database of all equipment at each site. I had my local spreadsheets of this info, so it was easy to enter that into the system. About an hour after I finished updating our site with the new system, I get a call from the head of asset management. Asset management. Why do you have four Surface Pro laptops at your site? They're not allowed. Me. Yeah, they ordered them and made me install them. I tried to object, but was overruled. Asset management. You're the site lead. When it comes to IT matters, they can't overrule you. Me. Try telling that to the head of finance. They wanted them and so created a PO and bought them. Asset management. Are they joined to the domain? Yeah, they have been for a few months now. Why? Asset management. Get them off the network ASAP. Those laptops don't have TPM chips, so they can't be encrypted. So all that company data on them can't be protected. Me. I see. If I go and take them out, they might lynch me. What should I do? Asset management. Well, if they want to go over your head, then we can go over theirs. Once I give you the go-ahead, remove them from the domain and wipe them completely. They're never to be used for corporate use ever again. Me. What should I do with them? Asset management. Take one home with you and give the others away, as long as people know they can't be used for anything company-related, period. Me, smiling. With pleasure. The IT department is just an alley of cubicles near finance and HR. We heard yelling coming from the finance manager's office. He then left his office and went into the office of all the CEO of the local site, and more yelling followed. After that, the finance director came to me and said that they needed to be removed and replaced without a standard kiosk station. He then said the Surface computers were to be turned over to him. I informed him that I was under orders from the service desk to dispose of them. I could see he wanted to yell at me, but he held his tongue. That's how me and some of my friends at that place got nice free Surface Pro 4 laptops for free. They had to eat the cost because the service desk rejected their PO. After all, it wasn't approved before they ordered them. It's funny, often I have problems with corporations, big corporations. I used to work for a couple and things get muddled and muddy and just it, sometimes it is way harder to do a certain tasks because you have to go through so many people in a chain before you can actually get that task completed or even get approval to start it. But at the same time, corporate rules are corporate rules. You took the job, they got bought out, you know the rules, you probably signed a paper saying you were going to follow them and uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Some people are just so hard-headed that they're going to keep trying to push, though. To me, it's a waste of time. Sometimes you just got to bow down and say, okay, this is how it has to be done. Rules are rules. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.